Rita. Hello. Greetings. Greetings. And good day. This is Sarah. How are you? And that's Susie. But everybody already knows this. That's the funniest thing when I listen to these episodes and we like announce who we are. Like Susie Meister, Sarah Rice. And now we're like, what up, guys? You know us, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God. Yeah, we're not very profesh, are we? Yeah. Well, we say things like profesh and whatevs. I can't get over that. Isn't that funny? I cannot get over it. And then it brought my attention to how much I was saying whatevs. So if you don't know what I'm referring to, somebody left a, what was it, two-star review or something like that? Yeah. Uh, On brain They said, I don't understand how somebody who is a therapist can use the word like whatevs so much. It's very unprofessional. It's unprofessional. I I thought that that was so interesting that someone would think your profession should just be a permanent state. Like even if you're not on the job, you should still be professional. And I got news for her. As a therapist, I also say whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously it's fine regardless. But like no complaints so far. Let's just say that we're the standard that you shouldn't say that when you're therapizing well (laughs) you were on a podcast right i just want to talk to that person i wish there was a contact form me too like it was like yelp where we can like go back and be like hi i see that you're disgruntled yeah (laughs) yeah because i just want to be like you're a fucking idiot yeah is that the right word disgruntled or is that only used for like is it just upset what does that word mean yeah like Agree- yeah. yeah, you're aggrieved. And- grieved. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So I'm like saying, making sure it wasn't what just did you think for it employees. Meant? Well, the I, oh. the other night I was out with some people, and I said, I said the word disgruntled, and they were like, "No, they don't work in HR or something like that." And I was like, "You can be disgruntled and not an employee, <laughs> yeah, right?" Like, and like it just like caught me off guard. And I'm like, "Am I wrong?" Yeah, or, that's the worst. You know. I mean, yeah. we we are as as we as we've learned on this show so we are often, frequently wrong. Yeah, you know, going back and listening to these episodes, one of the ones that I listened to for this episode eight was online dating. Yes, that was super cringy. <laughs> it was so cringy, Sarah. So cringy. That was Brain Candy episode eleven, and Whoa. I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. I thought this Me isn't going to have much. To correct. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Why was it now, cringy for you? Well, uh, I it's got to be that my empathy has increased. Oh, okay. Because even when we were going over what... what s- some of the parts of that episode were some of our greatest hits, where we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. clown dating. And so in this online dating episode, we talked about uh, some of the... Uh, you know, weird and wacky dating yeah, science that they like, have. Yeah, different, like, subcultures of dating. And some of them were funny, clown dating, vampire dating, or whatever it was. But other ones were vampire dating. absolutely, um, like, they excluded people. They were really about, you know, one site was, like, the beautiful people. Like, only oh, yeah. if you rate yourself a, I don't know. 10 or whatever and then another one was a site they had established like we talked about one for people who felt like they weren't good looking and the way that we were 
you know, like looking at those as like, oh, look at these silly kind of websites, which maybe they are made for a laugh. But I think when it comes to something like dating and finding love, it's so hard for some people. So hard for, not some people, fucking everyone. Please, I'm 36 and like still looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully it's al- not. Yeah, it is but always it's hard. It's hard. It's like what yeah. what we all struggle with so much. And I don't know. I feel like I kind of like didn't take time to recognize that side of online dating or of dating. Like we talked about maybe some of the funny things, our own stories, but it's tough out there. Yeah. Well, I got to say, because you know how like we were saying our empathy has increased in BBB. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes that's true, but I really do have two people inside of me. We all do. Like, okay, yeah, I guess so. But I just, it seems so contradictory because on one hand, I'm like, yeah, to each their own. Who cares? If you're not hurting me, what do I care? And then other times I'm like, stop being weird. Clown dating or vampire dating, like, please stop. I can tell you why you're single. It's because you're a vampire. (laughs) Stop it. Um, So it's strange that you could have like these totally um, conflicting points of view at the same time. Because I am like, why are you so weird? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think it's like, but that I, I almost put them in two different categories. The ones where they're um, like novelty sites where they're, you know, clown dating or not novelty, but like they're connecting Niche. over a shared interest. Yeah, but that should not be your interest. I don't I'm not even bothered by that. I know. That's why I'm an asshole. I, yeah. I, I know it's wrong. You know what? What? I don't know if there are just a lot of these or that. I happen to live in cities where they hold these conventions, but I see furry conventions. Yeah, that's in, they have that in Pittsburgh every year. Yeah. This okay. I'm the, and it feels like deal. whenever I travel to a city, it's like, wow, this happens to be the weekend. The furry convention is in town. And that's one that, that I feel like you'd be annoyed with. I am annoyed. Oh, okay. I am annoyed with it. And I feel like there's more to the story. I don't, I forget. I remember reading something where I was like, Oh, it's not just like costumes. They're like it's a kink thing or yeah. um I don't know. There's it's like an identity but yeah. more. And it's why? Why are you doing that? But I guess a lot of them have um maybe some things that make them a little socially awkward and this is how they feel more comfortable. Yeah, it's like um uh a hmm. I don't want to say barrier, but like a, a, a layer between like a protective uh, armor, suit of armor. I hate to it. To do things. Oh, I love it. No. I think it's great. You think it's great? Yeah. I think I think for people who <laughs> – one of the best documentaries, and it was, it was a short one. It's more like a – I'll call it a documentary – it was called LARPing Saved My Life, and it oh was about live-action role-playing and uh, a young man who was on the spectrum and how it really gave him an opportunity to connect with other people who were like him. And when you hear their parents talk about how mm. different their children were and how much they grew and were able to connect and have those kind of experiences that everybody wants for their kids that they thought maybe they didn't have access to because of being neurodivergent. Like 
it's so hopeful and it's so wonderful and it's not for everyone, but I know it's really great when people can find like community. And if it takes you that, I feel like it's a stepping stone to. I've never mm, seen anybody more, grow out of it. But I think that it could, if you go from somebody who has zero social skills, who is very, um, isolated and doesn't have a community, then you get this community, you meet people. You know, I think in one of the stories, somebody found a partner and then they got married. And so now they're able to have a relationship and create like that. If you look at the before and after. Yeah. That significant growth and significant, like, uh, uh, I don't know, like, a better situation for the person mm-hmm. before and after. And that part wasn't cringy. The part that was cringy to me was the part about, like, when things got broken down to looks and things that are very, like, superficial. And You mean in online dating? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, first of all, I just want to say, like, I do agree with you. And what you're describing sure does beat what happens when you're truly isolated and then you become one of those weirdos on, like, 4chan who then becomes, like, violent and gets truly brainwashed by, like, messed up thinking. So, like, I do get it. And I, I, I just think it's funny to be a curmudgeon about it. But, you know, like, everyone says, like, normalize, blah, blah, blah. I'm like abnormalize it i don't know i like there are part is yeah. part of me where i'm like just stop doing that i think by saying normalize like like the word that we need to use is is just accept i can accept it i can't that, that because can normalizing it is we don't need to do it. there's no normal. thank you that is a very i like that so i'm gonna say we're gonna yeah. get rid of the normalize it we're gonna go accept it yes Kind of like I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it. Like Today I saw this quote that said, compassion does not require understanding. And I thought, well, that's a weird thing to say. But now I'm like, no, that's accurate. Because I can be compassionate and be like, hey, you found your people. You're not hurting me, whatever. But I'm also just like, that sure is weird to me. And it doesn't have to be for you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like somebody liking a restaurant like or liking weird, funky food. Like, I don't care how many times I love spam more than anything. And no, and it might not be for other people, but there is tasty. it's, It's to me, it is. And to some people, it's not. And, you know, that's just how it is. You know what else is super tasty are the um, next Evo CBD gummies? Seuss. Yeah. I love these. I keep them next to my nightstand. Do and you? Right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like, I love, I need something to help kind of take the edge off. I don't even know what you call it. Like I get very restless. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. before bed. It's really hard for me to fall asleep. It's when my mind is like racing the most. And I feel like I can't even like take a deep breath and relax. So mm-hmm. I love a relaxation uh, you know, stress relieving CBD gummy yeah. to lull me to sleep. Yeah, so it's I put them really right on my nice. nightstand. I take it right before my bedtime routine, and by the time I hit the sheets, yeah, you're easy, good to easy. go. These oh, they're yeah. next Evo Naturals, and they develop this smart sorb technology where your body absorbs the CBD four times better than just like CBD oil or whatever. I don't know how they did it, but 
And it's just really nice. It Like, it's clinically proven, and it shows, you know, it's getting in there. And like Sarah said, it just takes the edge off. Um, you don't have to take it daily, just like whenever you need it. They have a stress, uh, what do you call it? I don't know, recipe. And yeah. then they have the sleep kind. They're fast acting, and it's really nice. And they have a deal for our listeners, which I'm so thankful for, because this show is brand new, and it's so nice to have... Uh, support. Get to the root of stress with the Stress CBD Complex from Next Evo Naturals. For up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code WRONG at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com, promo code WRONG. Okay, so when you said, like, the cringy part was the beauty stuff, you didn't mean that we were being cringy, did you? Oh, we you no. did because I was saying like, have you seen people? Yeah, um, and, I and it's almost that. like I really in those early episodes see how my environment affected the way I viewed the world, what I thought was important. You know, I I think it's even funny. You know, in that episode, I was talking about how I was on eHarmony and on eHarmony. You, they ask you to rate yourself of oh attractiveness. Yeah. And I gave myself an eight and I was like, what's wrong with that? When I listened to that, I was like, I am a solid nine. And I like said that out loud. And yeah. Eli was like, at least. And Aww. I was just laughing because I'm like, man, it, it's amazing how uh, I wouldn't even, and, and I think I've spent, I put less effort into my looks now and it's more how much I know myself. And how much I accept all parts of myself that has made me, uh, I don't know, see attractiveness as something beyond looks. That's and why they shouldn't make people pick a number. I know. Like, you shouldn't terrible. have to rate yourself. I hated it when you said it the first time, and I hate it now because, yeah. number one, there's no um, set standard. Right, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and like what I think is a five, someone else might think is a one or a ten, right. etc. So, like, what is the point of even having to do that? And most people would lie anyway and say they're a ten right. and they're not. Or, and, and I stick by what I said. I find that women tend to rate themselves lower and men mm-hmm. higher. Absolutely. So, what yeah. is the point of this? It's terrible. I but I did, you know, in in wanting to kind of explore online dating and different sides to it and see if they're changing trends from now or then to now. Um, I found a really cool article. I think it was in the Atlantic that was all about on, uh, it was all about like, is tech killing love? Is online dating affecting how we love? And mm-hmm. there was one part of the article that I really wanted to share. I thought this was so interesting. Um, it was a dialogue between two relationship mm, experts or coaches mm-hmm. or something like that. And they were talking about how technology or how our, our interaction with technology kind of changes our ideas of love. So they described two kinds of problems. They said there are two kinds of problems that we have people face. There's things called complicated problems. And there are things called complex problems. And they sound similar, but they're different. So a complicated problem is something that's hard to solve, but 
it applies to all situations. For example, building a toaster. I don't know how to build a toaster, but once I figure out how to build a toaster, I can repeat that same process over and over and over, and I can expect the same results every time. Then there are complex problems. Complex problems are ones that can't be simulated. They're unpredictable, and they change from time to time. So an example would be like uh, your relationship with your cat. You come home with your cat, and it's like sometimes it wants food, sometimes it wants to be pet, sometimes it doesn't. It's You can't apply the same um, strategy over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And what is happening in online dating and why people are feeling so burnt out, why people are getting kind of caught in this trap of online dating is that we have this expectation that technology is going to make everything easier. And what tech does is it treats a complex problem like a complicated problem. Mm-hmm. And that makes every, creates like this one dimensional really like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I thought that was such an interesting way to put it because it really is what ha- what's happening. We're doing we're we're taking this same formula even like the idea of this is my dating profile. I'm going to put this out every time in the same way and everybody is going to receive it in this certain way when really Love is so spontaneous. Feelings are so spontaneous. What two people connect on can be so different. Like you can, um, I don't know, I always think of the movie Speed. Because like they, Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves in the movie, you know, go through this traumatic thing and then they fall in love. Would they have met in real life? Who knows? Would they have gotten together in real life? Who knows? But the situation they went through, like, brought them together it's it's kind of, i think we discussed this in uh, when we we're talking about uh transfer of arousal and how if we do something exciting with somebody it creates those feelings of love and you can't really simulate those kind of things or like connection so what it's creating is this serious dating burnout that people are feeling i feel like the same problem is what we're seeing with elon musk on twitter He's trying to handle a complex scenario with complicated solutions. The the application of those sort of like, this is the solution for everything. And it reminds me of like when you see um, like a car with a man driving and they have like a mattress on the roof and then they just put Uh their arm out and think that's like... The answer? I got it. This holds things down. Yeah. Right. To Mm -hmm. me, that's what it feels like. And... um. I wonder what, in the case of online dating, like what that means for just like regular people, you know, that this is sort of seen as the, what you do, you go on, on, whether it's Tinder or one of the more like relationshipy ones. I mean, yeah, because I was reading. It creates a feeling of dissatisfaction because Mm. there isn't that fulfillment. They were talking about it being very. Kind of like one-dimensional. It's weird, though, because I was looking at um, PewResearch.org is, you know, the gold standard for data. And, like, it was saying online users are more likely to describe their overall experience using these platforms in positive rather than negative terms. Do you think people are just, like, unaware of how it's negatively affecting them? Because if they're reporting positive experience. I think we have to look at who the participants are because if you were to poll my single friends who are online dating they would rate it not good at all but the last five couples i've met have met online and have happy 
great relationships. And if you were to ask them how their time on online dating was, they would rate it as successful. Well, I'm but this currently is just a in representative a sample. Yeah. So, and like the this know. other poll or uh, study that was done, um, which is in the Journal of Research and Personality, said that pretty much the only predictors of um, like whether you are interested in someone on these apps is um, attractiveness oh. and race. Oh, nothing else matters like personality, uh, occupation, yeah, one dimensional. That's, that's it com- terrible, it's terrible because it appeals to like the human's worst impulses, which are like superficiality and then bias about yeah. uh, racial desirability. Yeah. And that is not great. No, there is a pushback that I heard this term that I, I saw in a few different articles called bay reeling. I think it's a, a play on like be be real that whatever that website yeah. website is. Yeah. So it's B A E like you know like Bay and reeling R E A L I N G, and it's a trend that I guess people looking at these kind of things are seeing in online dating, uh, where people are getting rid of the old full. Uh, old photos, not using any filters. Like people are desiring oh, a more yeah. authentic version, even if it is messy. Like think, um, you know, disposable camera style photos mm-hmm. where everything is is more authentic and, and more real. Yeah. I mean, that's good. But then people might not connect as much because if every, if all these people are posting their like absolute filtered best right i don't know yeah like if you were single now would you go back on you were on them when you met eli yeah yeah i was and it depends and i tell eli this like i was on that app looking for a good time not a long time what was the app that you did tinder that's where you met eli yes which is so funny because on our online dating episode i said i would never use tinder because I wasn't into it like that. Yeah, I didn't know it was Tinder that you used um, with Yeah, him. because I was really, I just got to Colorado. I was like, yeah, I just want to hook up. Would you do like the Tinder thing? No, because I really think, and the reason, I was very like successful in online dating as in I married the man that and, I met online. And the guys that you dated were really interesting. Great guys. Yeah. I mean, eHarmony, let me give you the rundown of who eHarmony set me up with. eHarmony <laughs> set me up with... A child psychologist and a chef who used to be the director of a YMCA camp. And the other one was an animator. I mean, if those aren't three jobs that I, like, or and the, I think another one was a, an art teacher for, like, children. Like, a kid's art teacher. These are people. And they were good-looking guys. And they were really good-looking yeah. guys. And probably because I lied a little bit about how good-looking I was. Yeah, I I remember, and that was fun, but I didn't realize that's where you met him. Yeah. And what was he, he on there for a good kinda time? Kind of a little bit of the same thing. Like, Just you know, banging. he said he was looking. He said he was looking, but he was, he had, he had dated a lot. He was, I feel know, like secretly everyone is looking for the one. Even yes. people that say they're just wanting to bang. Right. It's almost more of what meet. expectations were. Yeah, I wasn't. I was just looking to meet people to have a more, I don't know, short term relationship, 
until I kind of decided what I want and where I wanted to be in Denver, that kind of thing. And then I met him and I was like, mm, okay, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And on the episode 11, you said, did you say why you wouldn't want to do Twitter or excuse me, Tinder? I don't know. I think at the time, so weird to listen to myself as somebody married and how. I don't like, like it. I don't like it either. And how nervous I was to say things like how I really felt because mm-hmm. I didn't want my ex-husband to like, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing critical. we got wrong was when we said that uh, your husband liked Adam. Yeah, he did not like Adam. Well, did he That's like him terrible. in the early days or like did that Yeah, change? me, I, I, I think, no, you know what I think it was is Adam was, was polite and, and like patient and with him in the beginning. And then after he, he saw through like mm-hmm. a lot of things, he was like, I don't, I'm not going to give this guy my, any more of my time. And then my ex didn't like anybody who didn't think he was, you know, the guy. Right. So. Cause I just, I had forgotten about ever there being any goodwill between them because yeah. it went so bad eventually. Yeah. So um, dumb. Eli loves Adam. <laughs> well, that's a relief because that was really unpleasant when. Yeah, it was. But I mean, these things happen. I do think it kind of reflects usually where the couple is in their yeah, relationship. Absolutely. But that was wild to hear because we were like both in agreement about that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was funny because in that episode, I was saying to you, like, how much I love that no matter what, how much time we spend together, like, you still surprise me and say, like, things that shock me and, like, entertain me and I don't see coming. And I'm like, how is that still true? Because it definitely is still true. And I'm like, this is the most interesting woman in all the land. Okay, that is funny that you say that. Well, thank you, Suze. I, (laughs) I, it's, it's really awesome that people can find the crazy, wild upbringing that I had interesting, and I could share it. I was driving the car. Personality too, though. Oh, well, thanks. I was driving the car with Eli, and we were like playing "Would You Rather," and he's like, "Would you rather have only good things happen to you, or only interesting things happen to you?" And I was like. I've got to be honest, I'm a little exhausted from interesting Like, I understand <laughs> this question, and I understand where we're going, and you yeah. can't have all good and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But i got to say, and he goes, because you're the most interesting person in the world. And he was, like, joking. I'm like, no, but really, I think if you were to line up people and rate them, <laughs> yeah. uh, you ain't heard nothing yet, buddy. Like, he doesn't know because I think most people, like, has no vomit idea. everything interesting about them mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. You do this slow drip mm-hmm. over decades. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, didn't I tell you that? That I was once Miss Universe or whatever. <laughs> like the yeah, craziest right. thing you've ever heard. And I'm like, oh. no. That's funny. Yeah. But he, he yeah. So I'm like, I do think that I can at least admit that now. I'm like, I think I'm pretty interesting. I'll take some good for now. But I get it. Blah, blah, blah. You know? I was just on my weekly Zoom with my friends. And they, I said, I said how I met Eli and all that jazz, and we were talking about your relationships and stuff. And then I was like, remember when Sarah dated that lady with a fake leg? 
And because it was right, like you, there was an amputee. But she had no hand. No, <laughs> no. Close enough. That's even funnier. That, like I got it wrong. Yeah, the wrong appendage. Yeah. Okay, she had a fake hand. I'm gonna have to tell them. She didn't have a fake one. She just had none. What? Oh, it was like Did just I have to eat a wrist. Said fake appendage. Oh my god! The fact that you don't even know. No, but I have dated like multiple people who have like physical. Di- you know, yes. like Jordan and my first girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm fine with it. I, I don't guess Because usually it speaks you. to, because what I really am attracted to is, is like grit and resiliency. And oh, no. I the, definitely prefer I, people that have been through shit. I find that yeah. so attractive. So mm-hmm. I need somebody who's like experienced some sort of hardship or yeah. something like that where they have. I don't uh, think he like qualifies though. He's Jewish. He sure does. He's Jewish. It's I cultural. Know, but, it, it's a trickle-down effect. Yeah, but he grew up among, in a Jewish community and had, like, a great family life. You know what I mean? No, he's got the best family life. I told him this morning. I was like, thank you for helping me become securely attached. What does that mean? You know, there are different attachment styles yes. that we have. And I definitely am uh, the disorganized like the one you don't want the one where you don't trust others and also have low view of yourself yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like uh i'm not good enough to be with anybody and if i am with anybody i can't trust them even if they were good so like i have to be with people that in relationships with people like friends therapists um you know whatever help undo that and help you become more securely attached. So the more you have healthy relationships and the more you work on yourself and emotional regulation, things like that, mm-hmm. the more you can kind of undo those things. And Eli is so securely attached that he helps me become, um, you know, a more yeah. healthy attached, have a more healthy attachment style. Like this morning I was, I don't know what I was saying, but definitely being defensive. And he was like, you seem to be a little defensive this morning. Do you need a hug? And I was like, I do. And then he hugged me and I was like, I'm just jealous because you're going skiing this morning and I have a hurt ankle and I have to work. And yeah, then I was able to talk suck. about it and it was fine. And then I was but like, if somebody ever said that you. to me, if everyone, if anyone ever said you feel defensive, do you need a hug? I swear to God, I would punch them. If so you I'm do it in the right he way, well he said it like, like he does it in the right. He's like, I feel like there's a lot of defensiveness coming and I'd be up. like, I feel like you're a Is fucking it? idiot. Like <laughs> I would just say something even worse. That's nice that you guys can talk like mature yeah. adults and not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So she had no hand, but yeah. she did not use any kind of contraption <laughs> to clip onto it or whatever they do. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. What hand was it? Do you remember? I think left. And I mean, was this a birth thing or I an so. injury? I believe she didn't even talk about it. I don't know. I never asked her. What is wrong with you? I know because I don't ask questions. Like why? I, I, I didn't I just? Do you genuinely I, not like you don't want to know the answer? No, I just. It's not something that. Like was ever a big deal or like. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It felt like she didn't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Maybe. So I was like, you know, we were young. We were like 17. Okay. But to me, it feels this like, was like kids. it's almost weirder to not say anything. Probably. I would now. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe if she's listening, she could let us know. 
Yeah. Oh, wait. I wanted to ask you in that episode. Um, I thought it was so funny that your username was Shoe Gal online. Yep. I do. I still don't understand that. When I was in San Francisco and when I worked for the uh, hair care company that I worked for, I found that it was, and I feel like people in people in sales may understand this. When I mm-hmm. I would go into like um, what are they called on premise accounts off premise I can't remember what the term is, but. Um, you know, go into like hair salons and go like I'd be traveling oh, right. around yeah. and I have to sell them on the product, but you're not just selling them on the product. You're selling them on like you and the whole sure. like vibe of the company. And it's like hair care. So it's funky and cool and trendy. And so I, I liked having like a thing, you know, I would always have cool, funky, colorful shoes. And so when I would go into new accounts and we had to wear all black so i'd be wearing all black and then really cool funky you know i love that look i know you do this is like right up your alley yeah so i i would go into new accounts and they'd be like oh my gosh what shoes does sarah have on day and i think it was part of who you are yeah Yeah. and there was a shoe place that i that i found in san francisco and they had one orange county they were like now looking back, such tacky shoes, such like, but they were wild and cool and fun and funky and like big Betsy colors, Johnson. so uncomfortable. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I found a place where they were like six pairs for sixty dollars or something crazy like that. Like, I mean, these shoes were not long lasting. They were like disposable. Yeah, and they were mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. But I would like line them with all the shoe liners and make them comfortable and do what I need to do and have just. And I wouldn't wear them for that long. I'd like walk yeah. into the account, do my little spiel, and then walk out and I'd be like, ah, put them on back. These are terrible. And uh, so, yeah. Gosh. I just, honest to God. Now I'm like two pairs of boots in that. <laughs> yeah. If I had to pick like your username, if you said, Susie, you have a hundred oh. guesses. Yeah. Of what Sarah's username was. I wouldn't even come close to shoe wouldn't gal. Come close. Yeah. No. Was, no, back in the day. And it makes sense that I met, I paired up with, you know, the uh, my ex-husband who had like a similar shoe collection and a suit collection that was crazy and it's all very much about like what we looked like together. Yeah. Now I'm like gear gal. <laughs> powder gal. Yeah, powder gal. <laughs> No, people yeah. think I do cocaine if I do that. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, and yeah, I don't know enough of the lingo yet to know what would be like a cool username. Snow bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Just funny because that's my actual nickname. My family is bunny. Yes. Okay. That should be then what you there would you choose. Okay. Um, I guess that's all I've got. Do you have anything else we got wrong? Um, let's see. Let's see. I still do think we should help set up a single listener with their profile. Yeah. And like, what we got wrong is that we haven't done that yet. What's funny is that I remember a little over a year ago, Splats, which is the gal who runs our Facebook group, Brain Candy Crush on Facebook, um, had been, became single and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. And I think she even wrote to me and said, like, I'd be open yeah. to it if you guys want to do it. 
by the time I got back to her, she is already like moving in with somebody. <laughs> those lesbians. I know. Like you really have to act fast with those gals. Sure do. Yeah. So we missed we missed our opportunity. Let me think. Do we have any? That's funny. People are looking at Eli when we met, and they're like, "Oh, taking a little uh, page out of the old uh, really? lesbian book, huh?" Because he had me moved in in three months. Okay, I guess that's fast for people, but I don't understand yeah. that. I don't either. I'm trying to n- actively not move into his house, and somehow magically I keep bringing stuff over and don't go back to my <laughs> house. Like I don't you know don't, how. It's like when people uh, sleepwalk and don't remember yeah. what they did. You're like, how did this stuff get I'm here? Like, how did all of my shit get here? Why do I work from here now? <laughs> when we were in Chicago and I said to Eli, Eli, do you have like a cat or a dog? And he was like, I have a bow. And I was like, oh, right. I forgot. Bo's like your roommate now. And remember when I said, do you secretly hope that Bo dies? <laughs> I think that's when I knew I liked Eli. Yeah. Was like, he was like, and he just mm-hmm. sort of nodded, like, naughtily. And I said, Bo's living forever. Shut up. Ugh. He agrees with you about that. I know. He but does. I don't think he's psyched about it. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny. He doesn't mean it though. That's why it's funny. No, he doesn't. Like, he just he just that. he just wants us to go on a trip every weekend. Like we want to go adventuring well, every single problem. weekend. What are you going to do about that? Like what about the, the adventure the, all the time? No, like the bow problem with the adventuring. Like, well, well, how I are you going to daycare that? for her? Oh right. Okay. So yeah, like when you go away on sleepovers. Okay. Yeah, she goes and stays with a family that has two little kids, three little kids, and they always have like a bunch of dogs there. And Bo goes and plays with the dogs. And when Bo the kicks kids. the bucket, though, are you going to be maybe petless because that would be oh, yeah. convenient? Yeah. yeah, you could I, do a cat, I, but I got Bo thinking she was twelve years old. I got her thinking she was twelve years old when we started this podcast you... in two thousand and nine. <gasps> are you or something. serious? That was when you got her. No, I got her I got her no not two thousand nine then. Uh, uh I got her in two thousand We started this in two thousand fifteen. Sixteen. Candy. Oh my God. Yeah. Well so 18, do you 19, think 20, you got 21, 22, um, 30, 40, 56, 17, 18. She's definitely not eighteen. Do you think that you got scammed or do you well, think it's a mistake? Her, it, it, it was an honest mistake when I took oh. her to, so I got Bo off of Pet Finder if somebody was desperate to have this dog adopted because her father passed away and he oh. lived on this big property and there were like way out in the middle of nowhere, like some old country house. And there were two dogs and there was an older dog that they decided was too old to get adopted and they put that dog down. And then they left, just left Bo in the backyard with a big trough of food because the family, like, nobody could take the dog. Nobody – so Bo was, like, 30 pounds heavier when oh I first gosh. got her. Yeah, she was very overweight. Well, she's and a very hungry have, lady. I know. Well, now she's a very fit lady, too, because she got the exercise she needs. And they're always like, her heart is so healthy. I'm like, yep, I know. Um, but they told me and, – and then – and the daughter of this guy thought she was 12 years old. Because that is what the dad said or whatever. And then, so I thought I was adopting a senior dog to, like, give this. And they said, like, we're going to take this dog to the pound, like, to be, this dog is going to get put down if nobody claims her nobody wants her. Yeah. Because nobody wanted this old dog. And so I met her and I'm like, oh, my God, I love her. And uh, 
then took her to the vet, and they were like, she's not 12. She's like six. And I was oh, like, what? Oh, I never knew that it really got corrected or Yeah, adjusted. the vet was like, no, she's about six years old. Well, her so dental records. So what is the um, life expectancy for these dumb dogs? <laughs> well, she's 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 at... She's 15. She'll be 15 in November. Yeah. So right now, we're throwing her a quinceanera yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, it'll be so fun. Uh, and who knows? She's looking good. The only thing is um, she might have some kidney disease. And It's not funny. You know, my brother was like, what kind of lengths would you go to? I'm like, the dog is 15. Like, I'm going to give her, like, I already have her on meds and have her on the old lady stuff at a certain point like you know when she's in pain and it's time then it'll be time yeah, you're but not a i have a feeling Bo is the kind of dog that'll just hold out until she's ready and then will be like just pass away like go off and under a tree somewhere and just like go to bed and there you go mm-hmm. i don't think i'm gonna have to put her down wow Okay. Yeah. Um, I just feel weird, though, that, like, we can tell how old a tree is, but with dogs, uh, it's like, I don't know, one to ten. Right. They're like, I don't know, her teeth look like she's that old. And then Eli's like, I don't think she's 15. I think she's younger. I'm like, how young can she be? She wasn't two when I got her. They thought she was 12. (laughs) Puppy. This is Yeah, This that's not how it worked. And and then they told me that the owner, which is why I'm having quinceanera for her, the owner adopted her from Mexico. She was from, or like his family lived in Mexico and brought her back. And so Bo's, and, and they bought her, brought her back when she was two. So they did the math on that. They got her when she was two. She was with the guy for, I don't know how long, or they thought she was two. But maybe, maybe she was just younger. bad at math over there. Yeah. Or the Bo's a million. She'll live forever. I don't know. I, don't, I? I think it's funny when you kind of like hate when, when I talk about your dog like this. <laughs> I'm like, like I, I don't know. I want it. her to live forever. That's nice. makes me so sad. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to make you sad. Well, no, I, no, no. It makes me sad. Like not like appropriate. I would be sad. too. I would be like, too. Like you get that wave of like, you know, in a way, yeah. kind of like I felt with my grandma. Like I am so. I am. I mean, obviously not as much. I love my grandma, and it was devastating. But she was a hundred years old, ninety nine years old. You just yeah. know. Like, yeah, this is circle of life, man. Like yes. time, time for her to, you know, go off to that little rainbow bridge, whatever in the sky. Rainbow bridge. Good grief. Yeah. I mean, it just is a reminder of the impermanence of life. And that is yeah. a hard thing for dogs and people and everything. Yeah. It's but just... it's like almost like a wave of like regret and grief. And, but I don't even know what regret of it's like a, I wish I, there were more time, but I know there's not and this impending, like. I feel like that about parenting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's those things that mark the time passing. Yeah, and like day to day, you get impatient or you like don't savor the moment because you're so tired. Life is really hard. And then you look back and you think, oh, I should have savored it more. And both things can be true, that it would have Mm. been impossible to really um, enjoy it as much as you wish you had. But you also wish you had. Yeah. It's all true. Yeah. And all true. Life is weird. So weird. This show is weird. I love um, it. Jared was saying he likes it because, like, it's more just about our us, which is oh, true. Because it's yeah. usually like, here's what I got wrong and here's how I've changed. You know, be, 
and why I changed my mind. Yeah. So if you're more into like our inner stories about interior life, yeah. And how exactly old my dog is. <laughs> you are gonna love this show. All uh, right. Question: What would you rate yourself? Ugh. On fucking eHarmony. Yeah. Uh. At uh, right now, probably yeah. a five. What? You're like a modern day Marsha Brady. Oh, if that is the <laughs> truth, I don't know what is. No, no, I'm more Jan. That's You're not. I know I am Jan. Just the fact that you rated yourself an eight and were like, wait, do you think that's too generous? That's absurd that you think you're Jan and that you're an eight. Like, what, have you, you seen the four? I, first of all, I think you're a 10 and I don't, I mean, she was at like a five and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the, like, just that, that you would even, have you seen the general public? They're not good looking people. <laughs> it's like, not that they need to be, but. Ladies and gentlemen, she doesn't mean that. You are all <laughs> fantastic looking. So I want you to go in the mirror and tell yourself I'm good looking and gosh darn it, people like me. I don't mind if they're not good looking. I'm just stating facts here. There, well, most people, if, especially if you go to like, like if you're on a road trip and you stop oh at 7 Eleven, that's normal. Well, you, you're in LA. 9.5, Susie. <laughs> you're a 9.5. No, I, and I, I am, as you saw with my comedy act, I am a big believer in Maybe like 10. realistic expectations. Like, cause then if they think you're a 10 then they're so it's, happy. Oh, this is good. There's room to grow. Okay. I'm a if seven. you say you're a 10 and then, and this is the thing is like, I don't, I can't even like, even just saying that it's like rating somebody on looks is not even how I would do that anymore. Exactly. It's just like That's how much, silly. what. What ranking of a person are they? And then, like, what's your oh. fucking scale? Like, if I that's include so everything, like what I have to offer, it would be more than a five. Yeah, but if we're just talking like, you're bare a ten. Bones, and this is the thing, I think everybody's a ten. Oh boy, they are not. I know. She's, I cannot she believe this. you're saying that. I know. What not in then, looks, but in what they what have is... to offer. If they work, if they try to find that part of themselves. Yeah, well, they don't. That's a big if. I know. That's the problem. They could be a 10. Lack of awareness marks, takes you down three notches. <laughs> yeah, so everyone's a 7. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there. That's funny. pretty solid. That's, I think that's we good. Did, yeah, we did that, a good job there. Nailed it. All right, people. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And uh, we love you. Bye. <laughs> well, I can't. I say, we'll make